0: Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia fishing report with Matt Riley of Matt Riley Fly Fishing. How you doing, Matt?
1: Oh, living the dream, Marvin.
0: That's the only way to do it. And you know, we were talking before we started recording, and you know, unlike our your friends on the other side of the mountain, the rain didn't really mess you up too badly in Abingdon.
1: No, it really didn't. Um, we got—I can't remember what day it was—that uh, that we got all that rain, but we got. It was probably a little over an inch and it was, you know, sort of, you know, as, as these storms typically are, it was white in some areas and heavy in others. And the new river probably got affected the most out of any of the, the watersheds in our region. And it went up, you know, it was running pretty seasonal, somewhere in the two to 3,000 cubic feet range. It went up to, I think I saw nine or 10,000 at Radford. Um, for a couple of hours, whatever day that was. And it's back down to, it was 1500 yesterday in Radford and, um, kind of bouncing between there and 2,500, you know, 3000 cubic feet, you know, pretty seasonal again. So we're, uh, we're kind of back to seasonal, the low water. Um, certainly the trout streams are, I had, I guess about a week ago, I did a trout trip, um, and we caught plenty of fish. Um, good dry fly fishing still, terrestrial bites still good, but you know, low, low water, like base flow. Um, so there's some areas that are just real flat and stagnant and got to be real stealthy if you want to fish them, um, and have any kind of chance. And then, um, you know, we're kind of on the trout fishing front, kind of hunting for moving water and, and gradient at the moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're, and, and so the South Fork and the other area streams kind of bumped a little bit, but you know, we're back down to that base low flow again. And, uh, I don't think we're, we haven't had any rain this week yet, um, but they're calling for a fair amount kind of into the weekend and early next week. So we'll see what happens, but same old story from this summer. We're just kind of living day by day and week by week with the, what little rain we can get.
0: Yeah, and I guess the interesting thing, right, I mean, that makes it, you know, a little bit tough on the trout fishing, but we were talking before we started recording, you know, we got our first kind of really good, cool, dry snap of fall weather, and that certainly put the smallmouth in transition.
1: Yeah, it certainly has. Um, right on time, you know, it's typically within a week or so, or the first day of fall, that we started getting these real cold overnights, and today was a little bit warmer. Um, I think it was it was in the mid fifties when I left the house this morning. But um, we've had some days pretty close to forty degrees. Um, you know, at six or seven in the morning. So um, it really, I kind of have noticed the transition kicking off in the last couple of days. Friday, they were, you know, ready to roll and kind of in in their their normal spots. And then uh, Monday. Tuesday, um, they were a little bit, and of course the water's gotten pretty low too, so that that scatters fish a little bit. But a lot of the fish that have been, you know, in those summer stations, we see them in every day. You know, kind of abandoned those spots, started to see them pack up a little bit. Um, you'll see two, three, four, five, six bigger fish kind of roaming around together. Um, yesterday, yesterday we hooked one. Um, one of those deals where um, my lady threw her fly, you know, at a piece of cover, and it got annihilated as soon as it hit the water, and fish jumped and ran to the middle of the river, and there were, like, 12 other smallmouths that were in the 14 to 18, 19-inch range chasing it around, so um, pretty typical behavior for the fall, um, and it really seems like it's just kind of started in the last couple of days, uh, at least on the water that I fish. so. Um, name of the game right now is kind of just covering water and fishing everything. Um, the bite's a tiny bit funky. Um, you know, we've kind of been cycling through flies a lot and catching, you know, a few fish on this, a few fish on that, just kind of trying to make things happen. But certainly I think we get a little bit of water, um, and, um, You know, progress into the season a little bit, and things will will heat back up um, because they they will start to feed pretty heavily on bait fish here pretty soon. Um, We're still catching fish on top water, um, and and we probably will for another. You know, we'll have opportunities for the next month or so. I'm pretty sure, but unless it gets really really cold all of a sudden, but um, better bites coming. um, But we're definitely in a little bit of a funk as the transition kind of kicks off right now.
0: Yeah, got it. And we've got a question from Ed and I'm going to assume just because I think every question I can remember that Ed's ever asked is about smallmouth. He wants to know your three flies to fish for smallmouth this weekend.
1: Um, Yeah, so they're probably going to be streamers. Also a bug in there, you know, some sort of cicada imitation because they're still out and about. Um, And those black and greens have definitely been the most uh, productive the last couple of weeks as they typically are. Um, but other than that, probably, um, probably going to be some form of a crayfish and a bait fish imitation. And it's going to kind of depend on where you're fishing and what the stream flows are. You know, if we've got real low water, um, you know, I tend to, uh, tend to fish a little more subtle, you know, colors and, and flash and that kind of thing. So maybe like a, a, you know, smaller, um, pan or white, um, finesse game changer would be a good one. And then, uh, sort of a natural colored claw dad in a, in a lighter, lighter size, probably, you know, a, a bigger, bigger fly, but you know, wider dumbbell eyes so that it's not, you know, hung up on the bottom all the time. Um, but you know, interestingly um you know kind of with the weather pattern we've been having um, not a whole lot of rain everything's pretty dry the leaves are starting to change a little bit and they're not really hanging on to the trees so as we kind of have more of these little cold fronts coming through you know we're having some wind associated with that so we're getting leaves on the water a little bit earlier than i guess the sort of average um so i i uh I've been a pretty big fan of a murdich minnow when things get real leafy just because it's got a little bit more flash and, um, a little bit, uh, a little bit bigger and kind of commands a little more attention when the water comes with leaves. So, um, and then having, you know, fishing something like that on an intermediate line that'll kind of sit below the surface instead of, you know, maybe throw your cast and floating line, lands over a couple of big sycamore leaves and it kind of affects your retrieve as it you know as you strip your fly into the leaf you know over and over again so um as far as streamers go those would probably be my three and then you know I, i would definitely be throwing a bug at some point too um especially sort of midday and later in the afternoon
0: Got it. And you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Instagram or our Facebook page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag. And we're in your a drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And like we always do, have to check in, Matt, and see what you're publishing with the Rural Virginian.
1: Yeah, so I've got a, I've got a kind of what I'm working on right now. is just a little piece about what, to look for in musky fly rods, which is a little bit of a niche topic. I don't. I may actually not send that to the newspaper just because it's so narrowly focused, but it's definitely going to be in Patch Magazine here um, for the next week or so online. But uh, just sort of a rundown of the things that I look for in a musky rod, things that we have incorporated over the last couple of years into the rods that i use that um you know our company riley rod crafters makes things that uh honestly um are not really available in most of the commercial offerings even from some of the bigger companies so um might be worth a look but uh yeah that'll be that'll be out in the next couple of days for sure
0: Uh, well there you go and we'll drop a link to that in the show notes and uh you know last time we talked you were trying to kind of fill out the transition of your smallmouth season into your muskie season what do you have open
1: yeah so uh got a fair amount open for the latter part of october and probably have seven or eight days open in late october which um will realistically i, I won't book any musky trips that early those will either be um smallmouth trips or they'll be um trout or, or, or tailwater, you know, float trips. And then, um, but yeah, uh, November, you know, the later part of November, December is really when I'll kind of kick off the musky thing. And that's uh, fairly wide open. I've gotten a few days booked in that range so far, but, uh, if you want to get in on that, um, you're going to throw some flies at, at some big brown trout or musky or, or smallmouth as they start feeding up on bait fish in the next couple of weeks. Uh, give me a shout
0: yeah well there you go you know folks and it's a transitional time but i don't know fall's my favorite time to get out and fish and you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines everybody tight lines matt
1: all right thanks marvin